T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. B. Bishop Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Right now, like Snap he does every Thursday at 1.30, we're lucky enough to have our boy, Mr. Peter Rosenberg, join us on the program. You know him on social media as Rosenberg Radio. He is on Hot 97 and ESPN New York, all over the WWE. This dude wears about a billion hats. Peter, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us. It's really hard to come on after Bayou a Drink is playing because everyone listening right now would rather hear <laughs> – yeah, every come on. I, I, no one wants to hear me after hearing that. <laughs> That's a fair point. Nobody wants, certainly doesn't want to hear me. Um, so I, I want to start with kind of the most important story of the week, and it seems like there's some good news coming out about DeMar Hamlin at this point and his road to recovery. Um, just, I mean, we, we've never seen anything like it. But to have to kind of react throughout the week and, and then try to move forward, you know, how do you think the NFL has handled all of this? Because I think they've done fairly well, all things considered. Yeah, no, no, so do I. The, the, the most interesting piece, I suppose, guys, is will we ever find out exactly what the decision-making process was leading up to the game being postponed? Mm-hmm. Was that an NFL decision, or was that a player saying, we're not playing, so the NFL was like, ah, we can no longer make the players do whatever we want them to do. Because I firmly believe that if this was five years ago, guys, maybe even less, maybe even three years ago, they would have played that game. I really do. I, I really believe that. I, I truly believe that now players have been empowered in, um in a way which is great, where their voices are, are just heard, because I think everybody in this country, um, people's voices generally are getting heard more. And I think the NFL knew they, were, they weren't in control of this. The players were. So I can't sit here and give the, the NFL credit yet, because I really don't know what the impetus was. I think um, Troy Vincent, because I, I read something where he said there was never a uh, – a, 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 call or anyone telling anybody we're getting ready to play this game. He just felt that at that point, normally when people leave the field, that they give the guys a certain level of time. He said, but once they started calling them, he already assumed the game was over. Because I can recall another time, the only time I remember a game being called, Troy was the president of the union. I was uh, on that team with him, me, him, Brian Dawkins, and uh, Tony Siragusa, all these guys. We were playing the Ravens in a preseason game where we say the game is not going to be played because they had that horrible feel in Philly. And that game was canceled. And I think he 
he probably had a mindset a little different than those other people up there in uh, what Park Avenue, wherever the damn yeah. office is. Yeah, no, I agree, and and, and I do think I, I do like Troy Vincent, and and I do believe his part was probably in the right place, but like this this conversation. You know, the the theme that everyone kept repeating over and over again was obviously, this is bigger than football. We don't care about football right now. Yeah. And obviously anyone with a soul was only concerned about DeMar Hamlin, everything secondary. But we also have to be realistic about the level of industry that we're talking about. Yeah. Because yeah, the guys I mean... are put at risk every single day, and it's all about the almighty dollar. So I just – it was a nice – but let's not start pretending as if the NFL isn't concerned about the money moving forward because that's always going to be the thing. And I'm not even necessarily begrudging them for that. That is that's reality. Certainly, certainly. And you know, the big picture, the most what's most important is that Hamlin continues to improve and and and, and ideally full recovery and whatever else comes for him in his life, he, he's able to get. Um, Let's switch it back to the field because obviously, I mean, you and I have texted and stuff, but we haven't talked to you since a really disappointing Week 18 loss to the uh, Week 17 rather since, since decision the gates. Yeah, um, how you feeling about your Washington Commanders these days, Peter? Well, uh, first of all, you guys were both brilliant on Sunday night. I thought both of you were at your best. Um, in in your coverage of it on NBC, uh, it was. I told JPB, Mitch, like, I felt better after I watched him ranting and raving like a lunatic on TV <laughs> because because that was how I felt. Like, you know, I've only been with my fiance now for a, a couple of years. She's only been through a couple of seasons with me. And she had not seen me like that before. Like, she was did not want to come in the living room. I was throwing things. I was <laughs> legitimately out of control. And... So when I watched JP go off, I went, oh. And you were saying in your report, other the fans were angry. And I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. This was one of the most anger-inducing games. And there have been, guys, I've been through every single bad one. This one hit so hard because we all knew, even though I got on the radio with you, radio with you last week and I, I understood the Wentz decision, we all knew it was just likely not going to go well. And the part that really frustrated me was you guys were able to make the decision on Monday to move on from Carson Wentz. Why weren't you able to do that at halftime? Exactly. Because that was still a winnable football game. Right. No, That's what bothers me the most. I mean, between that, you know, listen, there's a lot of things to be mad about. Kendall Fuller's uh, quote-unquote attempt at a tackle on that touchdown was incredibly disappointing. But the truth of the matter is they went into this whole Wentz thing with the idea of spark. Everyone in this league who even watches this team occasionally knows that the spark that they get for comes from Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. It may not be because he's a great quarterback, but if you want to talk about spark, the dude who does that is number four. And the idea that they went to Wentz and cost us a season, things are not guaranteed in this league. We don't know how long we're going to have the group that we have at wide receiver, how long we're going to have the group that we have up front. We just saw what happened with Chase Young. This was a year 
where they could have done something fun and treated the fans to something, and they absolutely booted it. And as JP said so eloquently on TV, if this team had real leadership at this point, and obviously we're between owners, we don't know what's going to happen, I think Ron Rivera would be out next Monday. I do. <laughs> that, that, was, that was horrifying. What, what, not only was the decision to play Wentz horrifying, keep, keeping him in in the second half was horrifying, yeah. and then the decision changed this week to Howell is also horrifying, not because Howell's starting. I believe he should start. But because you changed your mind, because Taylor Heineke and other players told you so, bro, get a grip. You're here because you're supposed to be this head coach who's a leader of men. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I agree with you totally, man. I mean, well said there. So what are your expectations for Howell? Like, what do you, I asked B this earlier. What's most important to you this weekend? Now that we know what we know, what do you want to see this weekend? Um, I just want – I love that he's starting. I did not want to see him get in the game when we're already down, you know, 21-3. I want to see Sam Howell play against real players who are trying to win, and Dallas will be trying to win. Um, I just want to see what the kid has. I, I Listen, my dream scenario is he lights it up to such a degree that we believe we have something. Um, is that likely? No, I guess it's not, but I don't know, guys. For some reason, and maybe I'm just absolutely insane, I've had a hunch about Howell since we signed him. I, 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 there's something about him I like. Maybe it's absolutely dumb. I mean, listen, this year in New York, I don't know if you guys remember, you know, this kid Chris Streveler was the Jets' MVP in, in, in preseason. Preseason, and yeah. At, yeah, he got on the field, and he looked like a guy who shouldn't be on the field. So preseason means so little, but I do have a feeling this kid could be good, and I know that he was very highly touted at some point. There were people who at some point thought he could have been a high first-round draft pick. Yep. So maybe there's something there. And the fact that they vouched for him the way he did, the fact that Taylor Heineke, by the way, what a – you know what? Here's my question for you guys. Is Taylor Heineke absolutely just a stand-up dude – who wants to see Howell play, or was there a little part of him that felt that way, but also felt like, you know what, you didn't want me to start last week? Go <laughs> ahead, don't start me this week. Uh, I think there's a little bit of both of that, both of those things in there, and possibly you, some other stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. Are, are you prepared? And this is kind of the weird reality of the NFL, like, Heineke has become such a huge part of the, whatever's been going on down here for a few years. Like, it's possible we don't see Heineke again in a burgundy and gold uniform. Are you, are you ready for that, Peter? Um, I, I, it, listen, I'm prepared for it because if that happens, hopefully it means they have something better. Um, but I also, like, I don't know, man. Thought I thought they really, had better this year. I, <laughs> I know, and, and but the th- and the thing is, though, I'm like sort of stuck on this because, like, part of me feels like I'm ready for it. Okay, it's cool. It was a cute story. Let's move on. Part of me feels like sort of about him, like I did about Cousins. Like, should we have just said, you know what, this guy does have something. Let's actually treat him like he's going to be our guy. Design games around him and see what he's got. Um, is it possible that Taylor Heineke could still improve? This is this is year two of him playing off the couch from his 
sister and brother-in-law's house? Is it possible that Taylor Heineke could be pretty good? So I, I'm back and forth between those two things. Um, I will be sad if he – I'll be happy for the dude. If he gets a deal, if he could go somewhere and get, you know, like $5 million for, for, for a year or two, I, I'd be really happy for him. But would I be sad to see him go? Absolutely. I mean, th- there's just no denying that he's a lovable teammate for a reason. Um, and furthermore, I, I, I ordered my lady a Heineke personalized uh, jersey, and it hasn't come yet. So that would be really upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can return it by uh, by Monday. Yeah. Um, well, I, we'll see what happens. I mean, clearly we'd love to see Howell go out there and ball out. I don't know how realistic it is. Um, there's also this thing, and I don't know if you've seen this, and, and frankly I don't believe it, that Florio has floated out. As everybody's trying to figure out what they're going to do now that the Bills and Bengals game isn't going to be played, Florio said um, there's a, a number of options on the table, um, including maybe a neutral site for the AFC Championship. But there's also this. What if they expand the playoff fields to eight teams for the AFC and the NFC? I don't, I don't think this is happening at all, but if that happened, all of a sudden this weekend's game against the Cowboys matters a lot for the Commanders. Wait, can you explain to me, though? I'm how, not would that, how would it, though? How, saying, how would that help? Because, because then the one seed wouldn't get a bye. Because, it, you know, the Bills were the one seed. Now they're going to fall behind the Chiefs, presumably, if they win in the win column. So to make it more fair to the Bills, they would not let anybody get a bye. So they'd add an eighth playoff team. So is, what, I, what, I think what spot I think is Washington idea. in right now? Washington, well, Washington right now is probably in 10th or 9th. Mm-hmm. But if Seattle and Detroit lose and Green Bay wins, that would put Green Bay at 9-8 and eight at the 7th seed. Um Detroit and C- and Seattle would be eight and nine, and Washington would be eight eight and one, and presumably get the That's if they win the, the current non-existent they eighth win. seed. Yeah, in a, in a scenario that actually doesn't exist. <laughs> no, no, you know what? You know what? I'm stopping this right now. Let's not even throw it out there, JP. This is this is the most pathetic conversation that's ever been had. I, I mean, we, we can't do this. <laughs> Peter, thank you for the time, dude. Appreciate All right, it, man. Be cool, man. Love you guys. Peace. All right, brother. That's our boy Peter Rosenberg as we discuss completely hypothetical situations. I'll explain when we return. Don't go anywhere. It's be Mitch Finley. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.